What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the podcast, I sat down with a sales training expert. He's been selling products and creating businesses since he was a very young child. We talked about that background and how he is helping salespersons and especially real estate agents right now with some of the best training I have ever seen. Welcome to the show, Matt Easton. Welcome to the show today, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing amazing because I know from seeing your content on TikTok and some other places, you've got a lot of great advice and kind of like back to the basics things that uh, anyone in sales should be doing, but especially real estate agents, especially right now with you know fewer yep. transactions. Uh, and, and probably, you know, as we we're talking before, probably an environment where people are going to be, you know, weeded out if they don't do some of the things that we're going to talk about today. So I'm pumped to help. Yeah, people. yeah, exactly right. A, a little bit of negative news, but don't worry if you're a fan of Hyperfast, if you're listening, if you're here, you're not going to be one of these people. Dan and I were just talking about my personal belief. I think we're going to see some agents weeded out here over the next 12 to 18 months. You're not one of them. I think right now. Let's hyper fast help, help, help the uh, community here make some money. I'm happy to do it. Um, I'll walk through some of the same stuff that we walked through at Easton University, our sales training. Like you said, it's simple once you hear it, <laughs> but unfortunately, a lot of agents, uh, they've never even put any of this stuff into practice. What, uh, what's your background in particular as it relates to sales before we yeah. kind of jump into the nitty gritty and what people should be doing, uh, give them a little bit of a sense of who you are. Yeah. So I was for lack of a better word, a child prodigy when it came to sales, I had a very, I was in a really rough position. I was a, a, a child of a single mother. Uh, this was my life really turned around in 1980. I was about eight years old. My mom was making $4,000 a year, uh, raising two boys. A lot of people say, Oh, that's impossible. There's no way you could do that. Um, you can, uh, just things just disappeared from our house every week. I wasn't conscious of it, but my, <laughs> my mom was not only working, but selling, you know, all of her jewelry, all this stuff. So there was a number of years there before my my father, who's my stepfather, came along. But um, th there was a day in my life, I was actually learning disabled, and back then it wasn't cool to be learning disabled. He just got put on this in this other room with the kids that stabbed people. Um, and, and I was eight years old thinking, man, <laughs> my life's gonna go nowhere. I was playing in the mud, and it's funny, I still have it on my desk today. This is what I was playing with, uh, this little toy mm. 1979 Porsche, and the actual car drove by my house which was uncommon being a poor kid. Um, but I ran mm. after the car and I chased it. And long story short, uh, the person that was driving that car was a salesperson. They sold uh, computers for Texas Instruments, took the time to talk to me for about an hour, uh, changed my perspective on life, on sales, on being able to make money. I immediately started businesses. And um, by the time I was 16, had a business that was a kind of a household name. Um, not sure how old you are, Dan, but you might remember this car and driver magazine, playboy magazine, all the magazines back in the eighties, nineties in the back, there was these government auction guides to buy cars at government auction. 
that was me at 16 years old. So I had started quality publishing. Hmm. Um, by the time I was 24, I had five different businesses. And uh, all of the things that I learned to be so successful at such a young age and then through my corporate world, I've put into Easton University in our sales training. It's literally stuff that an eight-year-old could understand uh, that works. It's intuitive. It's it, psychologically, it makes sense. It's not, you know, pushy, manipulative or anything like that. So that's, that's, that's where I come from. And that's what we're doing today is helping people turn their lives around uh, and make things a lot easier, make a lot more money in sales. On the real estate side, uh, I also have another business called Leasing University. I'm kind of the king of teaching people how to lease apartments. Um, but for the hyper-fast community, they're all, they all go to Easton University. That's the high-powered uh, sales producer stuff. Well, I love your background, your story, and the fact that you really embrace sales because I think sometimes it can get a negative connotation, but if you have a good product or, or a good service mm -hmm. and you're not good at sales, you're you're not going to help anyone. So you, you have to be able to master what we're going to talk about today. You know, no matter what you offer or industry you're in, or you're not going to help people. Absolutely. Th these agents could have the cure for cancer and they're still going to have to go out there and communicate, persuade, negotiate. Nothing in this world happens organically besides breathing. No matter how good you are of an agent, no matter what your intentions are in your heart, no matter how great of a property I've lined up for Dan, I'm still going to have to sell Dan on the property. What, uh, what do you think agents need to focus on right now or do a better job at? The number one thing agents need, to, and this is, and you and I talked a little bit about this offline. We're going through some tough times here. We're going through a recession. This is my, I think, fourth during my life. By the way, good news out there, listeners. Every time that I've gone through a recession, I've actually increased my income because it's forced me to get back down to my basics, refine my process, and get better. What agents need to focus on right now, they're spending way too much time thinking about marketing and this and that and how, and, and, and how can I reduce costs. You just got to simply focus on your process. And a lot of the agents out there have been successful despite the fact that they don't have a process. I'll give you an example. Mm. Let's teach them, if you don't mind, let's make them some money right now, if that's cool with you, Dan. Sure, let's, let's do teach it. Him, let's teach them how to close, okay? So I'm not, now you're a super ninja black belt, right? I'm not, I want you to respond as if you were a normal agent, right? We're in a recession, people are freaked out, they're scared. How would a normal agent get a buyer, ask a buyer if they want to put an offer in? What would be the they, words that they would say? Yeah, they would. I'm guessing the average agent would probably do something really weak, like you know, do you do you want to write an offer on this house or bingo? Do you do you like do you like the house? They might not even ask them if they want to write. Exactly an offer, right. right. They right? might not even close. <laughs> yeah. You just you just hit the big two. Okay, I'm just going to service, 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 and hope for the best. Right. That, that's how a lot of agents are living right now. And by the way, this is going to get you a great huge gasoline bill because you're just going to be driving around to properties all mm. over all over town <laughs> and then you know what ends up happening oh hey i i you know there's this great guy dan i i went and we, we just went ahead and 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 signed a listing agreement with him because dan closed you right you can't just service and help the other mistake that they make that you hit on is do you want to put in an offer no 
right? By the way, if you have kids, don't let them listen to this podcast because this is way too powerful for children to understand. <laughs> Worst possible thing, whether you're an agent trying to close a million dollar listing or you're a kid trying to get $20 to go to the mall, the worst possible thing that you can do in your life is ask an all or nothing request. And yes, no question. Dan, do you want to put an offer? Dan, do you want uh, to do this listing agreement with me to, to sell your home? No, no, no. You're either getting yes or no. So here's what I want agents to start doing, okay? Let's say we've got a buyer. We've shown them four places. They really seem to like this place. We've, and we could talk about this, how to understand what's important to them. We've lined it up. It seems like the stars are for the most part aligned. Instead of saying, hey, Dan, do you want to put in an offer? Or worse, sound pushy or manipulative. Hey, Dan, man, interest rates are going up like crazy. If you don't put an offer right now, things are going to change. Man, this is a, this is a seller's market. Somebody's going to buy this house. And by the way, all those things could be true, but it's jujitsu. The more you push on somebody, the more they're going to push back. So here's right. what I want these agents to start doing right now whether it's getting a listing agreement, getting a buyer to put in an offer, listen to the difference. If I tell you to do something, you're not gonna to wanna to do it. People are exponentially more likely to do things based on their reasons, and I learned this at eight years old. So what you wanna say is, hey, hey Dan, it seems like we've got a great fit here. Does it make sense to put in an offer, okay? So I'm gonna ask you, does it make sense to blank, right? Does it, does it hey Dan, just out of curiosity, does it make sense to put in an offer? Hey, Dan, does it make sense to have me be your seller's agent? Or, hey, mom, does it make sense to give me $20 to go to the mall? When I ask somebody if something makes sense, I'm not asking them to do anything. So there's no pressure. And they actually have to think about, does this make sense? Here's the other really cool thing for agents out there that's going to save you a ton of time and make you millions of dollars. If I say, Hey, tell me no, Dan, okay? Hey, Dan, I love that you and that you love the house. Hey, does it make sense to put in an offer? No, I don't, I don't think so. Got it, got it. What's a good next step then, okay? Do you see how if I say, hey, Dan, mm. do you want to put in an offer? And you say no, you've just rejected me on putting an offer. <clears throat> but if I say, Dan, does it make sense to put in an offer? That's a timing question. So when you say no, it's essentially not right now. So, which tees me up perfectly to go, what's a good next step then? Okay, now I'm gonna say what's a good next step then and I want you to go worst case scenario and go, oh, I just need to think about it. So let's, let's run it through one more time. Hey, Dan, does it make sense to put in an offer? No, I don't, I don't think so. What's a good next step then? You know, the rates, rates have gone up a lot. I, I think I just need to think about it more. Got it, got it. What's a good next step for me? You see how I'm always, always not being pressure, not being high pressure, not being pushy. And you said rates, so I could have gone down the path of rates. Now we've isolated what's really going on there. But here's the key. Guys, we teach sales training at Easton University. It's super simple. I'm not going to teach you a million ways to close a deal. But do you see how this is a much better way to live your life? Dan, does it make sense to do this? No. Got it. What's a good next step? Not what's the best next step. What's a good next step? If they still don't know, what's a good next step on my end? And then even if you still push back on me, I can set a next step. Well, Dan, you know, it's, it's, it's Monday morning here at 11. Uh, how about we do this? I know you needed some time to think about it. I'll give you over lunch. How about I, I'll call you at 2.30 if I haven't heard from you before then. Fair enough? If you simply just go through your life with a process to keep things moving forward, you're going to move things forward. You're not going to close every deal. 
But what's happening is just like you said, Dan, they're not closing at all or they're saying, hey, do you want this? No. Oh, my gosh, I got turned down again. And by the way, everybody right now in this economy is going to be saying no to the beginning. The only way to get them to say yes is to work through the situation with them like a therapist and not like a high pressure. If you don't grab this house, it's going to be gone. That stuff worked 60, 90 days ago. It's not working right now. It actually never did work that well. You just, you just closed deals because it was such a, such a hot market. Right. These, these agents weren't helping themselves. So there's a great way to close. Ask them, does it make sense to blank? Fill in the blank. Does it make sense to bring your wife down? Does it make sense to have me be your listing agent? Does it make sense to put in an offer? And then you're perfectly positioned if they say no to say, got it. What's a good next step then? And you're going to find they're going to tell you the next step. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get 100 tips for free from my best selling real estate book, The Hyper Local, Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent? If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download 100 tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. Yeah, so I think the questions either, they either have to uncover objections or, you know, get them to reveal something about how they're thinking or, or you need to set the questions up so that you're happy with either answer, right? If, if you're going to go that either or route. Yeah, you got to be more like a doctor. This isn't, I don't teach sales that's manipulations or tricks. And honestly, right. like you, I, by the way, that's a tremendous topic that we could do on another day is, is, is handling objections. I really don't like to say overcoming them because you can't overcome an objection in real estate. I can't, I can't put a pool there that's not pool. I can't, I can't move that into a school district that it's not in, right? Real estate's very different. You can't change the, the product for the most part. But here's the neat thing with real estate. I'll give you two questions that no agent is ever asking that will eliminate over 50% of your objections. Okay, you ready? If you're, if this, if you're working with a buyer, here's the, here's the two questions that you wanna ask very early on in your conversation. Nobody asked these. Hey, Dan, j just out of curiosity, what's your biggest reason for moving, right? Every buyer is like, what neighborhood do you want to be in? What price range do you want to be in? We talk about all this ticky-tack stuff, but we never ask somebody, what's your biggest reason for moving, right? We've got to ask that. And then here's the other question if you're working with a buyer. After you find, by the way, you want to follow that up with some whys. What's your biggest reason for moving? Um, you know, I, I just want to be in a smaller place and, and I need to do it quickly. When, when you say smaller place and quickly unpack that for me, well, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm going through a divorce right now and, you know, I'm just looking to get back on my feet. What I, what I really want to do is maybe get into a high rise situation where I can meet some new people. All my friends were with my relationship with my wife and boom, you're off and running, right? So first question is, what's your biggest reason for moving if you're working with a buyer? Second question, and you guys never ask this, and every time I've ever bought property, and I've bought a lot of property, no agent has ever asked me this. Got it, got it on the biggest reason for moving. Hey, just out of curiosity, when we go look at these properties, what do you want to see first? It's amazing. We position mm. ourselves to getting all these objections because we never figure out What's that person's biggest reason for moving and what do they want to see first? Like I would say, I do a lot of work from home. I want to see the home office. 
And then I'd like to see the garage because I've got this little car collection going on. I've got a 55 Porsche, a Bentley Mulsanne. I've got my G-Wagon. I'd love to have all, I'd love to get another space so I can get another car. When you can understand that deep level of knowledge about that buyer, they're going to complain a lot less about the price, about, you know, hey, uh, you know, this, I, I really don't like the fact that there's no, uh, open space next to this. Got it, got it. Hey, but you had said that was most important was that home office and the garage, right? Now you're able to work with them. If it's somebody selling mm. their house, okay, you can't ask them what they want to see first, but it's the same first question you need to ask. Guys, write these down. Hyperfast nation, write these down. If it's somebody <laughs> selling their house, okay, first question's the same. What's your biggest reason for moving? I'm getting a divorce. We're having a baby where our family is growing. I want to move to Austin, Texas, because everybody out there is moving to Austin, Texas. I don't know. Whatever the reason is. What's your biggest reason for moving? And then the next question that nobody asks when they're working with sellers. You ready? Just out of curiosity, what research have you done on us? What research have you done on the Monica Jones team? Right? This is going to set you apart from everybody else. If you don't ask questions like that, then you're constantly going to get, can you lower your rate? Can you change your contract? Can you, what re, think about how much more powerful that makes you sound. And then what if the answer was this? Like, Dan, if you're going to run a race, wouldn't you rather just step across the finish line than run the whole race? If I ask you, hey, what research have you done on the Matt Easton team? Oh, my brother, he, he sold his house with you guys. You're great. He says, I've got to use you. Hands down, I'm not looking at anybody else. Versus, I don't know anything about you guys. I don't know how you're different. At least you know the race you've got to run. Mm. Unfortunately, see, here's the thing that people don't understand about sales. <clears throat> our, our prospects, our buyers, our sellers, they'll answer whatever question we ask them. So you could have somebody that you literally just listed their brother's house. They're not going to look at anybody else. And then you start asking them all these other questions like, have you looked at anybody else? And they're like, I don't know, maybe I should, right? Just ask those two questions if it's a seller. What's your biggest reason for moving and what research have you done on us? You're gonna set yourself apart from everybody else out there in the market. Yeah, I, I like that second question a lot because it seems like it's gonna prevent you from un doing unnecessary work or yeah you know worse than that undoing a sale that you may you know may already have in the bag let me give you an example that this you you might have ran into this because you're super successful in real estate um i've got a guy i'll just say his name i've got a guy i've been working with doing some coaching adam olson there in houston one of adam's biggest problems is people call in he does all of this advertising and marketing. And of course, he's got all of these agents under him. What does everybody say? I want to work with Adam, right? right. I want to, I only want to work with Dan, right? I, I realize everybody wants to, but I also am a triathlete. I want to work with Dan. He's a stud. I'm a stud. I only want to work with Dan. Got it. Got it. What research have you done on us? Well, not a lot, but I just want to work with Dan. Hey, make, makes perfect sense. So how it works is Dan is basically sitting at the top. You're going to be working with him, but you're going to be working with Dan through me, right? Notice how different that answer mm. sounds. One sounds pathetic, whiny, and desperate, and like you can get your way if I just say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be your rep, and that's not how it works here, versus what research have you done on us, right? Hey, I need, a, uh, I need to get 4% to get on this deal. Right, got it. Hey, makes makes perfect sense. 
what research have you done on us, right? Which tees you up perfectly to be able to explain why you want the percentage that you want. If you just go into pushing, they're gonna push back. So what research have you done on us? What research have you done on me? That it puts you in a perfect position to set yourself apart as the leading agent in that market. Yeah, I love that question. I, I think another topic we should cover a little bit uh, is follow-up because you, you yeah. mentioned earlier in the show, agents maybe don't need to worry as much about you know, should they change marketing or um, cut expenses, right? There's all these like fears out there and probably people are going to like do things too quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, I think one of the ways they can get more out of existing marketing is follow up. Like there's, there's probably 100%. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of annual income, you know, just in the database and leads that agents have already that they're not getting because of bad follow-up. Yeah, and think about, Dan, what's changed over the last two months? Everything, right? So a lead that might have come in four months ago, we're in a different world right now. Just because that lead wasn't a prospect four months ago doesn't mean we can't circle back with them. But there's a skillful and an unskillful way to follow up. And you preach, and I love that you preach this, and for the people that listen to you, Dan, they're making money by what you're telling them, that follow-up is critical, follow-up is vital, 100%, okay? Unfortunately, a lot of them, you can try and push really, really hard, or it's like, you know, if you're doing an Ironman, the swimming, your stroke is really important, right? You can just must try and muscle through it, and you're going to drown if you're not a beast, or you can work on your stroke. Let me show them how to swim a little bit more efficiently. Mm. The worst thing you've got, first of all, everybody that's listening, hyper fast world out there, you guys got to clean up your language. You got potty mouth. You're, you're using the F word way too much. And by F word, I mean follow up. Okay. You never, ever want to say I'm following up. I'm just following up. Here's the other word you never want to use. Eliminate this. If you want to make seven figures a year, I'm checking in. Right. Here's why people don't follow up because they tried this. They called Dan and they're like, hey, hey, Dan, Matt Easton, founder of Easton University. I'm just following up uh, to see if you want sales training for mm. the team. Hey, Dan, Matt Easton, Easton University. I'm just checking in. OK, we want to eliminate that. So let me tune that up. Let me give you a couple things. I just taught you a great way to close a few minutes ago. The cool thing about my training, about Easton University training, is we give you some pretty simple tools, and you can use those tools for different things. You can use the tool to close in your follow-up, and it sounds like this. Hey, Dan, Matt Easton here at Easton University, calling to see if it makes sense to give your team access to the sales training. Give me a call on my mobile, 720-660-3202. So whatever you wanted them to do, or whatever you left it as the last step, okay? And we're gonna talk about this in a, in a second, but you guys need to always be setting mm. next steps with a prospect. If you set a next step, instead of saying follow up, you can use these two words, as promised, right? Let's say I said, you said you need to think about it, I said I'm gonna call you at 2.30, if you remember from our closing sequence before. Now, to follow up with you, instead of saying, hey Dan, it's 2.30, I'm following up to see you know, what you thought about, Hey, Dan, Matt Easton here at Easton University, as promised, it's 2.30, calling to see if it makes sense to sign that listing agreement, right? 
I'm calling to see if it makes sense to blank. If you've set a next step, you can say as promised. Here's another one. Agents, you're welcome. Okay. I like cars. If you make an extra 20 million this year, just, just buy me a car. I'm cool with this. You want people to call you back, <laughs> right? Hey, hey, Dan, Matt, let's say it's an old lead that maybe from nine months ago. Hey, hey, Dan, Matt Easton here at Easton University. We had spoke about nine months ago. Not sure if you remember me, but I remember you. Hey, I've got an idea that I would love to get your opinion on. Can you call me here on my mobile? 720-660-3202. Let's say it's not somebody from nine months ago. Let's say it's somebody from two weeks ago. Hey, Dan, Matt Easton here at the Easton real estate team. Hey, something just came up this morning. I've got an idea that I'd love to get your opinion on. Can you call me here on my mobile 720-660-3202? Listen to the difference in that. Hey, Dan, Matt Easton, Easton Real Estate Team. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday, buddy. Uh, hey, listen, just following up to see where you and uh, you and the, and, the, and the family are at with the house search. Hope all is going well. Just wanted to check in, see if I can be helpful or useful to you in any way. You sound desperate. You sound pathetic. Now I'm just going to change that and listen to what a shorter voicemail it is. By the way, short agents. For those of you that are watching on video, this is key here. Okay, it has to be short enough because they're going to read it before they listen to it. It shows up on their visual voicemail. So you don't want four paragraphs of happy Monday to you. Hope your day is going well, because look at this. This is just since we started. Look at all the crap I have to deal with. Right. The people are just going to scan it. So this is how you can get that tight and compressed. Hey, Dan, Matt Easton here with Easton University. I've got an idea that I'd love to get your opinion on. Can you call me on my mobile 720-660-3202? right? Everybody in this world, go to my TikTok, right? People are like, you're the best sales trainer in the world. Other people are like, you're the worst sales trainer in the world. Everybody wants to give their opinion. So leverage that. I've got an idea I want to get your opinion on. So in summary, hyper fast, mm. instead of saying I'm following up or checking in, here's what we're going to say. Does it make sense to blank? Whatever it is where you left it with them, sign a listing agreement, put an offer on 428 Madison, Get your wife, your husband, your partner to come and look at 428 Madison, whatever you needed them to do. Have lunch, right? Does it make sense to blank? Or you've got an idea you want to get their opinion on, okay? If it's a really old lead, just pay them a compliment in front of it by saying, hey, Dan, I'm not sure if you remember me, but I remember you. I know it sounds cheesy. People love compliments, especially in 2022. People are starved because it's all negativity out there. To have somebody say, man, I remember you is huge. So, hey, I don't know a few, and listen to how I sound like I'm trying to find the words versus, hey, Dan, I don't know if you remember <laughs> me, but I remember you, right? Hey, Dan, Matt Easton here with Easton University, we talked about nine months ago. I'm not sure if you remember me, but I remember you. Hey, I've got something just came up with my team this morning that I would love to get your opinion on. Could you call me here on my mobile 720-660-3202? They're going to get calls back, right? It's not the environment that we're in. It's how we respond to it. I think, and correct me if, I, if I'm wrong on this, Dan, but one of the stories that I think I remember about you that I love so much is I believe you had told a story about operating in, a, in, a, in an environment when there was no product available. And didn't you like put blank envelopes under doors and bam, you found product for your customers? Yeah, yeah, I did the, the blank envelopes because if they 
CEO real estate return address. They don't answer it, right? Yep. So this, this just this just makes it look like it's a note from a neighbor. And I was just very kind of open-ended in, in the pitch on what I wrote. I said, like, inventory is low, interest rates, <clears throat> you know, are are low now. So your home may be worth a lot more than you've thought if you're, mm -hmm. you know, and I have a buyer looking for something like this. This was very, very uh, open-ended, uh, which is what I love about the question uh, or the statement, you know, I've, I've got an idea. I want your opinion on it, right? Yeah. Like they're they're like, well, well, what is it, right? Exactly. Kind of like, the well, blank well, well, what is the price yes. for my house, it's right? It's the blank like, envelope under the door. And please don't right. sell yourself short, Dan. I saw that story. I'll remember that story as long as I live, because that's exactly what I, that story of yours, Dan, is exactly what we're all about at Easton University and how I've made a very comfortable life for myself, how I've made tens of millions of dollars. It's not about tricking people. It's not about being pushy. It's not about being manipulative. It's about being smarter. It's jujitsu, right? The black, you knew you had the foresight to go, wait a minute, if I mail them this, first of all, it's going to cost me half a buck to mail it. Second of all, they're going to see the envelope and they're going to throw it away. So I'm just going to change my process and I'm going to slide. I believe if I remember the story correctly, you slid it under their door. Right. So it's not yeah. showing up in their mail. It, it, it's beautiful. It's no different. That's the kind of stuff that I teach. Right. Instead of saying I'm just following up, say I've got an idea. Now, here's the thing. Please, guys, I help people make millions of dollars. Don't ruin my reputation. Have an idea when they call you. Don't turn into high pressure salesperson. Uh, hey, Matt, it's Dan. I'm calling you back. To, oh, hey, Dan. The reason why I wanted to call you is, man, you know, we got to get this going right now. Turn it. So here's what I wanted to get your thoughts on, Dan. I know interest rates have been going up quite a bit, but it looks like they're going to be going up for the foreseeable future. And I've got an idea about possibly locking you in at this. And then I've got some partners in finance to where if they do go down, we could refinance. Uh, but I wanted to see if you've got a couple minutes that I can run by some strategies with you that have worked uh, for some of my other buyers, right? Notice my tonality and how different I am. Now, the more you push guys, the more you push back. I mean, the more they yeah. push back. It's just a fact. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join the highest selling team in the DMV? The Kerry Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to kerryshawcareers.com. Again, that's kerryshawcareers.com. No, I, I love that. You've got to be able to prevent or, or pre present some compelling information. Like you said, they, they could go up further. You can refinance if they go lower or like a lot of, we're offering uh, buyers now uh, these, these rate buy downs where yep. you get, you know, a sell, a seller gives a credit to buy the rate down for the X number of years. So mm -hmm. there's, you know, it, it, you present compelling solutions, right? You, you yes. can't just, like you said, get them on the phone and, and try to like, get them to sign something for no reason. <laughs> right. Like you've got all that genius stuff at, at Hyperfast where we come in at Easton university has helped kind of bolt on just how to present that. So for example, like let's say you're offering rate buy downs and I know you don't do this, Dan, but let's say somebody else is and they're less than skillful, way less skillful than you are. And they're just like, Hey, I wanted to talk to you because we're offering rate buy downs. 
the person's going to automatically push back on that. Just simply put this prefix in front of it. Uh, hey, Dan, because of the fact that you said interest rates are important to you, I'd like to recommend that we possibly look at a, a rate buy down for you. Notice how when I now present it as because mm. of the fact that you said or because of the fact that you told me, I'd like to recommend blank, right? When we just come out and push something, that person's always going to take it with like, okay, what are they trying to sell me right now? There's simple things that the agents out there can just change the way that they speak. And by the way, just slow down. When you slow down, both in business and life, the important stuff, if you slow down in the beginning, you'll speed up the result in the end, right? Like if you want to get married, the worst thing you can do is run into a nightclub and be like, yo, hottie, <laughs> are you single? Yup. Me too. My car's outside, right? They're going to slap you. You've got to slow down. You've got to figure out what their current situation looks like. Maybe invite them to coffee. Maybe take them to lunch. Maybe go on a trip to Hawaii to see if you can survive in an airplane flight with this person. And then, hey, you know what? Does it make sense for you and I to get married? Mm. Versus it's funny because there's all this, and I don't want to talk bad about other sales training, Dan, but there's all this training out there that agents take. And they're like, okay, that's what I do in my business life. But if you ask them, hey, so would you do that asking somebody for a date? They'd be like, hell no, I'd get a restraining order, right? Like there's literally real estate agents out there that are saying things like, you know, when I hear uh, I, I, I don't want to buy, usually it means one of two things. Either the person is afraid to tell me something or they just don't have enough money to buy the house. Which is it? Can you imagine using that in your personal life? Hey, you want to go to lunch? Mm. No. Hey, you know, when, when I hear from somebody that they don't want to go to lunch with me, usually it means one of two things. Either they don't want to be honest with me or they're just too broke to have lunch. Which one is it for you? Right? You've got to be more skillful. Okay. Which brings me, I want to make sure we get this out during this podcast because this is vital, Dan. You guys have to do a mental check with yourself. You have to become more like a doctor. And because you're, I, I teach people how to sell for every industry, but yours is the most important, real estate. Not only are you like a doctor, but you're like an emergency room doctor. Okay. They did a study. Getting a divorce and getting fired from your job, two most stressful life events, tied for second place. Number one most stressful life event by survey is moving, okay? So people, mm. people are going to be out of their minds with you. They're going to be intolerant with you. They're going to be agitated with you. They're going to say crazy crap to you. They're going to yell, right? You have to remain calm. And this is where like old sales training or different sales training doesn't work. If you've been taught to overcome objections, you got to get away from that as soon as possible, right? Uh, this place is too expensive. No, it's not. It's, it's actually priced very fairly. Let me show you some comps. All you're doing is taking somebody that's already stressed out and they're giving you these microaggressions and you're creating an argument. Here's what you need to realize. Okay, we, we don't have time to go into to how to handle objections, but 90% of the things that everybody out there in hyperfast world that you think are an objection, and you're trying to overcome. I don't like the school district. I don't like the, that there's stairs in front of the house, right? I don't like the interest rates right now. They're not objections at all. You want to know what they are, Dan? What's that? They're complaints. When people, mm. are, when people are stressed out, when people are <laughs> under pressure, they complain, okay? And if you take a complaint and you try and overcome a complaint, 
you turn it into an, an objection or an argument, right? So, and I teach an eight-step system. We don't have to get into that, but let me just give you guys this one. Stay positive and keep moving forward. Oh, man, I didn't realize this brownstone had stairs. I don't like stairs. I don't like stairs either. Come on, Dan, let's go head on up the stairs, right? Instead, they say something stupid like, oh, come on, stairs are great. They'll get you fit. And then you start this <laughs> micro-argument, right? I don't like the school district. I hear you. I'm with you. Let's go look at the kitchen. You told me that the most important thing to you was the kitchen, right? We're, we're, we're trying to win every single argument, okay? And what people need to realize, okay, go look at Oprah. Go look at Jeff Bezos. Go, go look at the Google Earth of their properties. There's always construction going on. I'm going to say something that is vital for every agent to understand. There is no, it's impossible. The human race is not built this way. There's no perfect home for us. There's no perfect shelter for us. There's always something for us to complain about. Jeff Bezos got all the money in the world. He's like, well, shit, I don't have a rocket ship in my backyard. Let me build one of those, <laughs> right? Oprah's like, oh my God, I got to build another guest house for Stedman, right? We're always trying to change something. So stop trying to present your property as if it's perfect. If somebody complains, let them complain. Right? I'll, go, you could, I'll fast forward you to step six in the eight steps. Just ask them if it's stopping them from doing the thing. Now, granted, mm. we're, we're skipping a lot of steps. But here, hey, hey Dan, I, I, I get it on the, on the school. Listen to how I frame my words. Hey, hey Dan, I, I get it on the school districts. I just, want, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here. Uh, just out of curiosity, is the fact that this is not in the Montgomery School District, is that stopping you from putting an offer on this house? You're going to be amazed at how many times they'll go. No, but we just wish it was in Montgomery School District. I get it. I'm with you. Everybody wants to be in Montgomery School District. So let's go ahead and write that offer up. But instead, we start trying to sell them on how, you know, uh, whatever Malcolm School District is better than Montgomery. We get into these micro arguments that don't need to be there. It's, it's crazy that we do this, right? And if they say, yeah, yeah, that's stopping me. Got it. Is that the only thing that's stopping you? Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. Got it. Hey, let's say I could just... Humor me here. Let's say I could airlift this property. I've got some friends that work at NATO. We'll get some blimps, some helicopters, some C-130s. Let's say we move the house and drop it into the Montgomery School District. Uh, just out of curiosity, would it make sense to put in an offer then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, if it was in Montgomery. Why? Because uh, it's in Montgomery School District. Why else? Because this kitchen's amazing. Talk to me about the kitchen. What is it that you love about the kitchen? Love the appliances. Love this. What else? A four-car garage. Man, I could finally get that mm. GT40 I've wanted to get. What else? That, and now you're going through a list, and you, I call it sword and shield. you got to write down all this stuff. Because then you go, Dan, I get it. I totally understand on Montgomery School District. It would be cool if the property was in Montgomery. But here's the thing. In order for you to be in that school district, you're going to give up the kitchen you love, which you said was totally important to you. You're not going to be able to get your GT40, right, because you're not going to have that forced stall. You're not going to have the home office that you want. Heather's not going to be able to walk over to uh, Pilates Evolution where she works out, right? When you understand your prospect, you don't have to overcome anything. Like a therapist, you can now walk them through and then simply say, hey, Dan, knowing, you, knowing you're going to have to give up your GT40, your home office, Heather's not going to be able to walk to work out. You're not going to have the kitchen you want. Also, that Anderson can be in that school district. Does it make sense to put in an offer? Yeah, yeah, it does. Right? Or no, it doesn't. Got it. What's a good next step? You're going to be shocked. When you try and push on these people, they're just going to push back. Yeah, I I love that approach. I mean, you're 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 kind of in a non-threatening way, just getting them to argue why they do want the home or 
you know, or why they're going to have to forego some other pro priority to get, you know, these other 10 things that are, are great about it. And, but you're letting them do it. Absolutely. I think that's and the my, Yeah, totally. And this is, I think one of the reasons that you've been so successful, Dan, is you've been able to have a ton of balls in the air, right? At any given time, you're always have a ton of stuff going on. Most people don't have the fortitude that you have. And the only way that they can do more stuff is they're not going to get up at four o'clock in the morning, right? So the only way they can do more stuff is to have a better process. And unfortunately, most agents are only able to work mm. like ideally work like 30 leads tops at any time. I can show them a process to where everything is simple, streamlined. They're setting a next step. They're never being pushy. They're never being manipulative. And they can go from working 30 ops to 300 or even 3000. Right, because that's an easy phone call for me to make. Hey, hey, Dan, Matt Easton here with Easton uh, Real Estate Team. You and I are connected on LinkedIn. Hey, I've got an idea I'd love to get your opinion on. Can you give me a call here on my mobile 720-660-3202? By the way, there you go. I just gave you guys, there's a hundred grand for you right there. Just go to LinkedIn, right? Mm. Find a niche like doctors or people that work at, um, Comcast or whatever it is, connect with them. Then there's, I just gave you your voicemail. Hey, Dan, Matt Easton here with, uh, I wouldn't say Easton University, I'd say Easton Real Estate Team. You and I are connected on LinkedIn. Hey, I've got an idea that I'd love to get your opinion on. Can you give me a call here on my mobile? Boom. Oh yeah, what's going on? So I work with a lot of people in Comcast. I know the executives are kind of swamped for time. I just wanted to let you know that I'm here if you ever want to check out values on your home or I know a lot of folks are moving to the new Atlanta office if you find yourself in that situation. I just want to let you know I'm a resource for you here. Whatever it is, right? But you have to get them to call you back first. So just like you're putting that blank envelope under the door, there's something for you that works in any recession. Go connect with them on LinkedIn. By the way, there's tools that you can use to get their mobile number right off of LinkedIn. It's there. There's just a plug-in you need. It's a few bucks a month and call them on their mobile. But if you call them on their mobile and go, Hey, Dan, Matt Easton, I'm the number one real estate agent in Boise. And I wanted to talk to you because there's some great promotions. <laughs> we've got click yet yeah, block. Don't ever call me. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I love everything you're doing, everything you're teaching, Matt. Before Thank we you. wrap up, sure. I always like to end with a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire Q&A. I am ready, man. That sounds exciting. Let's right. do it. Biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Get a process. You learn everything else getting your license, but they don't teach you how to sell. The hmm. most important, you can have the best property. You can have a million dollar advertising budget. If you can't communicate, negotiate, start conversations and move those conversations to a close, you're never going to survive. Get a process. What's the biggest, what's the biggest mistake you see experienced agents making? You hit it right at the beginning of this call. Service, service, service. They depend on their reputation. They do not have a way to close and they just hope for the best, which works really well in a hot market. When we're in a market like today, they can't figure out why nobody's buying. You have to, you have to have to help them make the close. People are scared right now. Like a good doctor, you have to help them take action. Otherwise they'll just sit around and do nothing. What's one thing you're doing in your business right now that you were not doing a year ago? One thing that I'm doing in my business right now, the, uh, the voicemail message of I've got an idea I'd love to get mm. your opinion on. This is something that we split tested over 10,000 calls 
and the data shows us, and by mm. the way, I'm giving you that for free. That's right out of Easton University. The data that we've seen on that, there's a 700% better callback. Our old message used to be, we've got an idea that might be a game changer for you. Just simply change the word from might be a game changer to you to like to get your opinion on. We got a 700% better return. All right, last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? I see myself 10 years from now helping more and more agents make more money, do it in less time with less effort. I love real estate. I, out of all of our students at Easton University, my real estate pros are my favorite. There's people like Eddie Gonzalez just closed. I think it was a $2.2 million deal. It's right there on the, on the website. Um, I see myself doing more of this, growing helping everybody. And the thing that I love most that I'll definitely be doing in 10 years is all of our students, we do live calls every week. So we get together every week, just like you and I have got together and we get better. I'll be doing a lot more of that 10 years from now. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. If people want to connect with you or learn more about Easton University, how do they do that? EastonUniversity.com. On social, it's at Easton University. I will give you my mobile. I need friends, right? And my wife's like, you need some friends. Uh, so let me give you my mobile, 720-660-3202. The office is 800-628-1456. But if you want to skip them and just call the ME, you got a friend in me, uh, 720-660-3202 or eastonuniversity.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Matt. To all of our listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in. Please leave us feedback on this episode and share it with other people that you think would benefit from these lessons as well. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.